Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MD's baseball podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 6th, 2022. This is our 35th episode. And uh, as always, you know, if you guys enjoy, you know, the podcast, you know, we just ask, you know, if you could give us a little five star, you know, rating on Apple, Spotify. If you watch on YouTube, we'd appreciate it if you subscribe, you know, hit that like button. And, uh, you know, we'd appreciate it, guys. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Dominic Martino, here with my brother, my co-host, Matt. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing good outside of the fact that things got packed up and I'm uh, laptopless, headphoneless. You know, supposed to go away for business, but then, you know, things happen. Yeah, 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 my brother. I, I feel the pain. I feel the pain. But you know what? We're going to get through this one and it's still going to be one of our best episodes. Already got the feeling, you know. So here at the top, we're going to announce what, you know, we were talking about uh, last time we were with you guys. Um, Matt and I have decided, you know, that we're going to do a, a little giveaway here. And um, the giveaway is going to include um, on my end, I got over here, I have a 98 Derek Jeter preferred power. I don't know if we can get a good shot of that there, but it is a nice little Derek Jeter card from 98. We got a 2021 Luis Robert card here. If y'all can, I'm sorry about my poor lighting over here. And then I have a, a 1989 Mets Fleer team set. As well, still, still sealed here. You got a little Gary Carter on the back, you know, rest in peace. And uh, Matt, on your end, I believe what you got a 1990 Sammy Sosa rookie card and a 1990 Larry Walker rookie card. Am I correct there? Yep. Okay, guys. So now with that being said, um, for this giveaway, it's going to last a month. And um, the to be involved in this giveaway, there's a couple different things that you can do. And each one will give you one entry towards, you know, uh, possibly getting these uh, cards here, right? So first one's going to be, you know, as I mentioned on the top, um, if you guys, you know, if you uh, subscribe on YouTube, that's one entry. Um, if you go through and like Every video on YouTube, that will be a second entry. If you uh, give us a follow on Instagram, third entry. If you guys give us a follow on Twitter, fourth entry. Uh, Matt, what else am I missing here? Because I know there was a couple more, and I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking here on them. <laughs> so uh, you said the follows on the socials, that's per entry. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Those are three entries. Yep. You want all three. That's another three. And then a like on all three. And that's another three entries. You got to screenshot them yep. and get over, um, you know, via email at the at fantasymds at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, one last thing, guys. And if you do, uh, there's another couple things. If you write the reviews on Apple and Spotify, those will each be an entry. So you're looking at, you can get 10 entries here uh, up maximum to, you know, uh, for mm-hmm. our giveaway. Right. Um, with that being said, it's going to last one month from today. Uh, we'll mention it on every podcast episode. And um, if you do do all of that stuff uh, and we, like we said, that's about 10 entries. And uh, at the end of it, we'll announce uh, the winner. And um, all you got to do is just send us uh, your information and we'll get all these beautiful cards out to you guys. Right. So with that being said, you know, we're just going to get it rocking and rolling as normal with the finger on the pulse. And we got one for you guys today that is super, super interesting. Um, Somebody that I had a lot of talk about, you know, in uh, the preseason, and that's Mr. Wander Franco. Right now, Mr. Franco is not really, you know, performing as everybody expected him to. And, you know, I kind of went out there and told you guys, you know, why are we 
drafting Wander Franco so high when you can get Tim Anderson later, and it's kind of playing out that way, right? So, so far this year, Wander Franco has played in 55 games. He's had 218 at-bats, 34 runs, five bombs, 22 ribbies, five steals, and he's hitting 261. And that on-base percentage is only 305, right? So now that's not really what everyone had expected for the kid coming into the year. We're going to throw out the caveat, of course, he's only 21 years old. But I saw him flying up draft boards this year, going in the third, fourth round. And it's just, it didn't really make any sense to me. Um, when, like I said, you can get a whole bunch of different guys later on. Uh, it just didn't really add up, you know? So my thoughts is, is that... Um, you know, the kid's young. He's, he's struggling a little bit. He was hurt a little bit. It's just that I'm not really sure, you know, he's going to pro progress as fast as some other people might have thought, right? You know, and then you see Julio Rodriguez with his numbers this year. You see Bobby Witt with his numbers this year. Even guys like that are outperforming him. I just remember looking back at his minor league stats, and he really wasn't but pr producing at that level that a Julio or a Bobby Witt or an Acuna or a Soto was in the minor leagues. Very, very high batting average guy, but the steals and the power were kind of middling. Now, at 21 years old, he's, he could still come into his own in the next couple of years when he gets those big man muscles going, but I think it might take a little bit more time than people originally thought with Mr. Wanda Franco. Yeah, I agree there. Words out of my, my mouth when you said uh, man body there. You know, he's <laughs> a boy. You know, he's got a his uh his man strength i think that's really all it is and also too he's got to adjust to the big league pitching you know it's one of those things where you know it's it's a big adjustment pitches are really good here not like double a and triple a where you can mash the ball shoot i could walk up and probably mash a home run there so you know i think that it may take him another year we may see a glimpse of it by the end of the year but i think right now you know, you overpaid. I was one of those people that were telling you to overpay. Unfortunately, Adam is my number seven third baseman and my number nine shortstop. So that's my bad. But at the same time, I thought the upside was there. And I just think, you know what? Room wasn't built in a day. So I'll give him the uh, I'll give him the uh, benefit of the doubt, but not this fancy year. If you can, because he's a name, trade him. And uh, especially in a redraft league in a dynasty, I'd hold. But uh, definitely in a redraft, ship them off and see what you can get for them. Yeah, I think, Matt, I think you're hitting the nail right on the head there. In redraft, re, uh, redraft leagues, I'd be out there shopping him around by name. Just, you know, oh, it's Juan DeFranco. He's going to figure it out. You could probably get a nice little haul. Um, if, you, if I had to throw out some names that I'd be targeting, right? Um, uh, you know, it's kind of tough right now, but if you can go out there and get a guy like Corey Seager, who looks like he's turning it around over the past, you know, a uh, couple weeks here, I'd go out and maybe shoot for a guy like that. Or, um, let's see who else, you know, is out here or even like a, a Chris Bryant just coming back from injury. That looks like, you know, he's starting to catch his groove as well. You know, uh, went two for four with a bomb yesterday on July 2nd, he went three for five, two runs and an RBI. I think he finds his stride. You know, if you can go out right. and shoot, shoot for names like that, shoot for the stars. Right. And if you can't get it, that's fine. You know, maybe aim a little bit lower than that, but I just wanted to throw out some names that I would be personally, uh, aiming for if I had Wander Franco. Right. So, uh, with all that being said, um, Matt, unless there's anything else, oh, there you go, my brother. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. You're a little. Yeah, I, I always am, man. I'm always, I'm always. That's I need you to. You, you're, you're the one that keeps me calm, keeps me in check. Or uh, I would try to trade for like a Lansley. Lansley looks terrible right now. In a bounce back, perfect trade target, perfect value for what you're going to get because people are probably frustrated. They held them all year. They lost them on their draft day, like I did. 
and are probably really frustrated. He got lit up today, but it's the case. So I think he's just lo- he's learning how to plant the plant in the foot now on the knee with the knee. So maybe a little time to adjust. So I think it's a perfect trade target. You know, the name might get you Lance Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Um, just once again, guys, those are trades for redraft leagues and, and uh, keeper and dynasty. You got to aim a lot, a lot higher than that because, you know, like we both said, once he goes into that that man body, Wander Franco, I think, you know, the sky is going to be the limit. He'll be putting up similar numbers to, you know, like a Bobby Witt or a Julio. Maybe not as much power, you know, as those two. But I think he uh, maybe in two, three years from now, we could see Wander Franco being like a, a 20 home run guy with, you know, like 25 steals and a very, very high batting average. Right. I think the kid's going to be a 300 hitter once he figures things out. figures things out but uh who knows when that's going to be it could be uh you know a little bit later than sooner you know the way things are looking right now so with that being said you know that's our finger on the pulse for the day with that we're going to move into our uh, news and notes as always here you know matt just uh cut me off if you know if i'm if i'm rambling too much right or if you got anything that uh you would like to add so we're going to start off with a big one guys and that's um Jacob DeGrom, man, um, this was fantastic. I saw the highlights and I was just like, wow. So he pitched 1.2 innings in his first rehab start and he struck out all five guys that he faced. And it was just amazing to watch. They didn't know what to do with his stuff. His stuff is elite, you know, obviously the best pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. But, um, you know, past couple of years, he's been a little banged up. They are saying that his second rehab start will be this Friday and that he could be back after the All-Star break. But I would take that with a grain of salt because I'm sure they're going to be uh, extra careful with Mr. DeGrom. Uh, with that being said, uh, Tyler Stevenson, uh, catcher for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, who was raking before he uh, headed to the I.O. with that thumb injury. He went one for two in his first rehab game. They're saying he should be back by the end of the week. Uh, keep an eye on Anthony Rizzo, guys, with that uh, back stiffness. He is day to day, missed the last couple of games. Uh, then we got Tyler O'Neill, another guy that's uh, started his rehab assignment, you know, working his way back from that hamstring. Uh, he went two for three Monday. They're saying he should be back by the end of the week as well. Uh, then we got Chris Bassett. You know, he got a case of the COVID, apparently. Um, he is supposedly on track to start Friday versus the Marlins. Uh, this is a big one, guys. And this is, I'm actually going to check if there's an update um, right now. But Raphael Devers is apparently hurt. He's missed the last couple of days. They weren't, the last I checked, they weren't very specific about what's going on with him. I'm going to check. Okay, here we got a 14 minutes ago. Let's see what's up with Mr. Devers. We know that he's been killing it this year at third base for um, Boston. And it just doesn't look like they've announced exactly what's wrong with him yet. So, guys, stay tuned. Um, we'll definitely keep you updated on our next episode as the news comes out with Mr. Devers. But it looks like something's up with him. So, uh, next, we got Kyle Lewis. Uh, you know, he was uh, multiple uh, concussions and just had been all sorts of banged up. Um, he has been playing in minor league games, though. He's doing all right down there. They don't have a timetable for his return, but he is somebody that I would look to see if he's on my waiver wire right now. And if he is and you are fortunate enough not to be banged up by all these injuries, he's a pretty decent stash at the moment, in my opinion. You know, that Seattle lineup is pretty good down over there with uh, Julio and the rest of them boys, Ty France, you know, uh, doing their thing, right? Uh, we got some a little bit sad news here. Chris Taylor, uh, fracture in his foot. It looks like he's going to be out a while. They do not have uh, an exact time estimate there. So um, just I would uh, he's probably a safe drop in most leagues right now as he hasn't really done that much this season. And a, a fracture in your foot does not sound uh, like any fun at all. <laughs> 
Uh, then we got Matt, your boy, uh, Mr. Bobby Witt Jr. He took a fastball off his hand in the ninth inning of yesterday's game against the Astros. Fortunately, those x-rays came back clean, but they are saying he got some uh, nasty swelling on that hand. He'll be out a couple of days with that one. Matt, any thoughts here on Bobby Witt while I take a sip of my water? <laughs> yeah. I think we probably, don't, probably don't play till Saturday. I think they're going to give him at least today. Is he definitely off today. He'll be off tomorrow, which is Thursday and Friday. Probably play Saturday. Uh, you know, it all depends on how bad that swelling is. You know, the swelling can go down fast or it can linger. Um, and then it's also about a matter of whether he can open and close his hands. You yeah. know, get, grip that bat. Getting hit with a nice hour ball. It's not the most fun thing. Yeah. I got I, my uncle out one and I'm crying like a baby. So I don't <laughs> Yeah, I hear, I hear that, my brother. Yeah, but Bobby, Bobby will be back sooner than later. You know, and he's been heating up of late too. So uh, make sure that when he's back, you get him in your lineups, right? Uh, uh, this is another bad one. Uh, Tyler Malley headed to the IL with a shoulder strain. Um, I don't have no idea how long he's going to be out for. That one was kind of just breaking today. So uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're banged up right now and you got the injury bug, um, he's probably a safe drop because you never want to hear shoulder. You know, you hear shoulder on a pitcher, and that's kind of just like a, a preemptive to, you know, something bigger usually. Uh, then we got another one of your boys, Matt. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is back. He hit a home run today, went two for five, had a couple ribbies. Get him back in your lineup now. Go make the move. Uh, drop somebody, get him active for tomorrow uh, because uh, he's certainly going to rake in the second half if you ask me. <laughs> uh, then we got Brandon Lau, Tampa Bay. Uh, that He's dealing with that lingering back issue for a while now. Apparently, he's going to start his rehab tomorrow, so that's a good uh, sign on him. He's another guy that if you can go out there and you could trade for him on the cheap right now, um, I would definitely be looking to do that because he is a good uh, power, decent batting average. Um, and then that lineup, he's just going to drive a lot of guys in because those guys love to get on base in Tampa Bay. So once again, just go out there and see if you could throw a little uh, feeler out there for him. Especially with second base being the way it is, man. He is second base eligible in most leagues. Then we got Wilson Contreras, catcher, Chicago Cubs. He's day-to-day with a little hamstring thing. Uh, I would keep an eye on that because uh, hamstring is another one that uh, keeps guys out a little bit longer than you'd expect most of the time. Kevin Gaussman, uh, he's dealing with an ankle injury. I believe he got hit by a comebacker or something along the lines of that or something while he was pitching, stepped the wrong way. I, I, I did see it, but I forgot exactly what it is, but it is an ankle. Um, he's not going to make his next start, though. They have announced that, uh, the Blue Jays, and uh, it's a possible IL stint coming up. So if you're a Kevin Gaussman owner, I would be uh, getting ready to be missing at least one or two starts with him. Frankie Montas, another one, uh, you know, uh, dealing with a shoulder inflammation. Uh, the MRIs came back clean, but he will mix, miss his next start. And uh, once again, guys, you don't want to hear shoulder and starting pitcher. Uh, usually never ends well, you know. So uh, just keep an eye on Frankie Montas. Um, this is a guy I've been telling all of you, I've been telling everyone, go out and get him while you can because it looks like that window is uh, absolutely closed now. Um, Chris Sale uh, will make what could be his final rehab start today. Uh, last time out, he was absolutely brilliant. He struck out seven and four innings, one run ball. I just uh, go look at Clayton Kershaw and Justin Verlander. Go look what those guys are doing, and I would expect the similar results uh, with Chris Sale. Once again, maybe the whip is a little bit high. If you listen to us, we've talked about this. Pitchers coming back off uh, that injuries like that. 
Um, normally, it takes a little bit of time for them to find their control. The ball placement, you know, walks and uh, hits might be up a little bit. So the whip might be a little bit high, but he's definitely going to be able to suppress runs and uh, strike guys out. And that Boston team has been hot lately. So once again, if you're a Chris Sale owner, you're probably pretty happy right now. <laughs> Uh, then we got uh, Kenley Jensen. You love to hear this one. He's apparently he's doing very, very well. You know, he had that um, irregular heartbeat going on. Um, he's on track to be activated when first eligible on July 12th. So um, if you did go out there and uh, go with Will Smith or AJ Minter there, um, just be prepared that they're not probably going to be getting any more saves once Kenley comes back. So I would adjust accordingly there. Uh, then we got um, two guys that are just sick, you know, uh, no, I don't think no COVID or anything like that, but uh, Ryan Mountcastle's day to day with a sinus issue, Nelson Cruz, they weren't very specific, but he's also sick and he is day to day for now. So that wraps up our um, little uh, news and notes segment. And we're going to head into our uh, infamous wa waiver wire segment here as well. Do want to apologize. You know, I don't think we hit too well on some of the pitches we threw out there last week, but as I, I, I did say, that, you know, we're not, we're not, uh, we can't see the future. We're only doing the best we can to, uh, you know, help you guys out, but we've been pretty good every other week before. So, you know, give us a little break with the, the Graham Ashcraft one there. That, that one's on us. That one's on us for sure. So Matt, uh, we're going to start off here with one of your boys and, uh, I, man, I'm going to just read off some of these stats he's doing so far. That's MJ Melendez of, uh, the Kansas City Royals, right? And now with Salvador Perez being out for the foreseeable future, this kid looks like he is turning it on right now. Um, I mean, batting average is a little low, down to 225, but he's been better of late. Um, you know, he's been raking of late, actually. Um, he's got 21 RBIs. He's got nine bombs already in only 53 games. He's got 19 runs, and that's, once again, 53 games, 182 at-bats. And this kid just looks like the real deal. He's playing every day. And uh, let's not forget... Uh, last year he hit 41 home runs in the minors across 124 games 95 runs that was only 448 at bats once again 448 at bats 41 home runs 103 rbis he chipped in three steals hit 288 and that was in the minors last year for mj melendez my god this kid's been outrageous let me just get you his uh ownership percentage here before matt matt starts his uh, nice little rant on him uh, matt go ahead go ahead do it while i pull up his own so uh mj is my starting catcher even when he wasn't playing every day um he is amazing uh i think with now that he had the full-time catcher's role that he's gonna really get in a groove and really start mashing that ball out the freaking park all day every day he double donged yesterday thank you very very much um and now he's going to keep mashing um i wouldn't surprise if he kind of really maintains that spot and they kind of really see what he's, what he's, what his value is and start moving Salvi more to first and maintain his legs. Yeah, just it. DH him. Yeah. DH him. So I think that if anything, it'll be a beneficial situation for both of them. And I think that MJ is going to get a lot more confidence that they're going to trust him in that everyday role. So just expect for, you know, big things from MJ and I'm sure he's out there because not too many people. are 45% owned. So yes, uh, he's certainly out there. So in 55% of the leagues, you all are sleeping on him and you better, you know, dump the water over your head and snag him because the kid's going to be just lights out moving forward from here. 
Yeah, MJ Melendez has been fantastic. And over the last uh, seven days, he has uh, three runs, three home runs, four RBIs, and he's hitting 278. So once again, go out there and snag MJ Melendez if you need a catcher because the kid is outrageous. And as Matt said, I think even going into next year, I see the Kansas City Royals um, actually probably uh, – playing MJ almost every day at catcher and Salvi shifting over to DH just to keep Salvi healthy, you know, cause that's the big thing. If you could keep Sal- Salvador press healthy and you have MJ Melendez catching every day and he's learning how to catch from one of the best catchers of all time, sky's the limit for the kids. So, you know what I would say even next year, look forward to um, this guy being a top, definitely easily top 10 catcher with upside to go even higher. Right. So uh, let's shift over to, you know, somebody else here. Let's go with um, somebody that I've mentioned a lot on this podcast, you know, and uh, he did, have that suspension early on but that's Ramon Laureano so now here's the thing with him right is that you know he's probably going to get traded I I see him going to a contender and playing uh, outfield almost every day and you know what man the guy is the guy's good right he's only 31% owned um, on Yahoo on the year his numbers aren't great but you know once again he's just getting back so you know he kind of just went through his like little spring training process and is just starting to get the full run of things now so on the year Ramon Laureano has 26 runs five bombs 14 RBIs eight steals and he's hitting 245 we don't love that but you know what man the upside is there for the guy he's had um uh, let's give you his last 14 days though right so less 14 days for Monoriano nine runs three home runs, uh, six RBIs, three steals, hitting 283. Now that's more of the guy we expect, right? So now what happens if this guy winds up on the New York Yankees, right? You know, get a little Aaron Hicks out of that lineup. You know, uh, we need that outfield help. Or if he can, he can go to even another team, that's good. But that's totally what I see. So now um, Ramon Laureano in uh, 2019, he hit 288. He had 13 steals, 24 bombs, 67 RBI, 79 runs in 123 games. So that's what he's capable of, right? On on his career, he's a 260 hitter that steals, and he's got a little bit of power. So I think if you need an outfielder, and especially with some upside, Ramon Laureano's a pretty good pickup. Once again, only 31% owned on Yahoo. Yeah, I mean, Ramon's great. I'm really intrigued to see where he gets traded to because the A's love to unload everything except the kitchen sink. So yeah. We'll see what happens. I can totally see him. I don't know about the Yankees. Um, uh, maybe they, maybe it's wishful thinking for me. <laughs> and that might come to the Yankees, but we'll talk about that as we get closer to the trade deadline and we do a special episode for that. Yes, but, sir. Um, as of right now, I can totally see him going to a contender. Um, probably a good fit would be Tampa. I can see him. I can see him in Boston. I hate the fact that he's going to come to our division. I can see him in Boston. I mean, I mean, Dodgers always looking to scoop up like 75 million players. A day. Yeah, the Do- Dodgers don't even need them, but they'll take them. <laughs> and then just contribute that way. Um, I mean, the Mets, Phillies, those are teams that also need outfielders. So especially, especially the Phillies, they need a center fielder. Yeah, and he's got a, he's got a pretty good glove too, uh, Loriano. Yeah, so those are all viable options. We'll see where he actually ends up. You know, it's not like he's going to cost a hell of a lot because he's not like he's been at the, the – the picture of health or the, the um, picture of a role model for the, for the, um, for the league either. So, you know, we'll see what he actually ends up being and he might come at a cheap cost for a good team. Yep. So uh, next up we got um power hitting first baseman and guys, this is strictly a power pickup, not anything else at all. 
might be a candidate to be traded at, you know, the, the deadline here with his age, but that's Christian Walker, first baseman of the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? You know, he is 31 years old, so maybe they move on from him. You know, he's not going to be a part of the future. Maybe he goes to a good team as well, a contender, but he's got 21 home runs in 79 games, 42 RBIs, uh, 41 runs. He's hitting 209, but as I mentioned, guys, it's a strictly power pickup. He's, you know, he's up there with some of the biggest home run hitters so far of the year you know with this 21 the guy's got legit power he's 51 percent owned on yahoo so you know a little less than half the leagues out there but this guy's strictly a power dude you know he hit 29 home runs in uh, 152 games in 2019 i think he's going to surpass that he's also a career 243 hitter so there is room for him to improve on the batting average as well not saying that he's definitely going to because he might be selling out for a little bit more power but he did hit 259 in the year uh 2019 where he did hit the 29 home runs right so i think you know what there is a little bit room for improvement here you know uh, i don't think the batting average is going to get much much worse and i think he's going to continue to hit for power need need a first baseman that's gonna you know hit some bombs grab him yeah i mean you know if anything what you're going to get is a uh, joey gallo you know uh you know he's well, like joey, joey gallo when he was at least giving you something right <laughs> so i mean here's the deal we're all not getting 17 18 home runs like the last couple of years a week anymore I think the best week people really have is about 15 bombs unless you had a great draft. And if you could pick that up off the waivers and he's not really like absolutely destroying your average because 200 isn't absolutely horrendous. It's not under 200 and he's able to add those counting stats. I think that you're personally going to get at least see a nice little benefit there. Yeah, it sucks. But I mean, if you drafted right, you have a bunch of guys that are going to be able to make up for one guy hitting 200. And you, even if you duck down just a tad, to get the, the giant counting stats to 21 bombs already, and we're in almost the halfway point of the season, you know, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, once again, guys, if you need some extra power in your back, go pick up Christian Walker, 51% owned on Yahoo, right? So we're going to throw out our uh, last bat here for you guys, and that's going to be uh, Mr. Harold Ramirez. This guy's been uh, heating up recently uh, for um, – for uh, Tampa Bay, he's first base and outfield eligible on Yahoo, only 27% owned, right? And the numbers look really, really good, actually. He's got 28 runs. He's got four bombs, 29 RBIs, three steals, uh, and he's batting 314. And that's 207 at-bats. So, you know, the guy uh, guy is just getting a little uh, comfortable here, it looks like. You know, um, with Tampa Bay, you know, they always figure out how to get the most out of guys that, you know, you know ev- everyone else doesn't figure out, you know. So it's uh, it looks like, you know, he's been a little bit of a journeyman. But, you know, he's found a home this year in Tampa Um, and on his career, he's a 280 hitter. You know, he's um, giving you a little bit of everything. He's going to be like a chip guy. You know, he's going to chip in a couple of home runs. He's going to chip in a couple of steals. You know, I I expect the batting average to go down, but it's kind of like almost a a juice to orange, as I like to say, situation with him here. Right. You pick him up, you play him while he's hot. And then, you know, he's probably a drop when he starts to cool down again. But we just like to throw you options here, you know, with the MDs and just uh, just, you know, uh, Harold Mears is an option. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know too much about him. I think that you pretty much just kind of rolled with him. Uh, I, I don't think I have much to say because he's like a low-end pickup, but, you know, more for, you know, my opinion, not somebody like um, runs it away before, but he's he's worth it. 
Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So uh, we'll keep it pushing here. And uh, Matt, let's go with one of your, another one of your boys. And when I saw you picked him up, I was a little upset because I was hoping that nobody uh, noticed this guy was still floating around in our league. And that's uh, Nick Lodolo. We've talked about him on the podcast before. You know, he's one of uh, Matt and I's guys, one of our darlings of this year. You know, we've been talking about him for a long time, telling everyone to go pick him up before he came back. And, you know, uh, he's 21% owned on uh, Yahoo. So he's still out there in a bunch of leagues. And yesterday against the Mets, he pitched 4.2 innings, struck out eight, didn't give up a run. Uh, uh, the whip was a little high, but, you know, you expect that with a guy coming off injuries, as we say all the time. You know, it was a 1.29 whip, but you still love to see that, right? Um, and he gets Tampa Bay on July 10th. So, you know, that's a team. If he went out there and he handled the Mets, why can't he go out there and handle Tampa Bay? Uh, his minor league stats are absolutely outrageous. So far in this year, he's pitched 19 innings. He's got one win, uh, 27 strikeouts. Uh, the, the the ERA and whip is a little inflated, you know, because he was playing through some injuries there. It's a 419 ERA and a 150 whip. But, man, I think this kid, Nick Lodolo, you know, especially if he can ever get out of Cincinnati, is just going to be absolutely um, electric for, you know, the, the foreseeable future. I, I'd say he's one of the top pitching pickups for this week for sure. Yeah, Lindolo is incredible. Um, might I add that he got eight Ks in four innings. Oh, yeah, 4.2 innings, yep. Yeah. So let's just say that, um, you know, if you like strikeouts and you like a guy that probably has a boatload of upside, this is your guy for you. Personally, he's like my favorite pitcher out, out of all the names we're going to talk about today, especially 21% owned. You know, Ks are another thing that's hard to come by after the season starts and off the waivers. And he's somebody that can offer a giant upside with that and along with – you know, a decent ERA contribution that won't kill you. The thing he's probably not going to get you is wins. But, I mean, ultimately, his, his long-term picture is going to be better than most people you're going to be able to grab this late into the game. So, you know, I, I would definitely hop all over that. 21% uh, of um, owned. Let's, let's bump that up at least to 60. I'm sorry. Like, it's criminal at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Easily should be, uh, I'd say even more than 60. I'd say at least, you know, 70, 80% owned at this point, because with the waiver wire being the way it is in almost every league right now, you're not going to come across another pitcher like Lodolo at the moment, you know, that uh, it's going to provide the type of upside that he is just randomly on the waiver wire. The reason that he's still probably out there in most leagues is because he was hurt and he's coming back from that injury right now. But that, with that being said, let's head into our next guy. All right, guys. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Mr. Uh, Brian Bell. Man, this guy is, looks absolutely erect, electric, and I say him and Lodolo are probably the two top uh, pitching pickups of this week. Uh, Mr. Bellow finally gets the call to the you know the big leagues teams. Uh, he's pitching today for the Red Sox, and man, let me read you off what he's done so far this year across Double uh, A AA and Triple A. He's got ten wins, four losses, a two three three ERA. Uh, 85 innings, 114 strikeouts, and a 103 whip for Mr. Bello. And he is one of the, the quickest risers in all of the minors this year. You know, uh, he, uh, I just think you give a guy like this the shot, right? You know, he's only 37% uh, owned on uh, Yahoo right now. And sky's the limit for a kid like this. Uh, it looks like he, he's uh, he's actually started pitching already today. He's pitched two innings, one strikeout. He's given up a run. And uh, the whip is 150. So, you know, that's only across his 
uh, first couple innings. He could easily turn it around, but he does get Tampa Bay next time out as well. So I would just be a little precautious, you know, um, and also with Chris Sale coming back, um, they don't know if they're going to keep him up. It kind of really depends on how he does. So if he goes out there and he, you know, uh, finishes off this outing excellent, I could see him hanging around. If not, maybe he does get sent down for a Chris Sale when he comes back. But this kid's totally, totally worth the pickup. Um, once again, um, you know, you're going to be hearing this Thursday, so you'll see what he has, what he had done. If he pitches great, I'd say go definitely go out there and get him. If he doesn't pitch great, I, I kind of say it's a little bit like this. Because, um, you know, and, and guys, if you're listening, I kind of did the hand gesture with a little half, you know, thing if you're not watching on YouTube. So I, that I would play a little bit more safe with, you know, because if he goes out there and he gets rocked tonight and, you know, he's, he might get sent down for Chris Sale. So it's kind of a, a kind of, you know, if you want to get ahead of the game, pick him up. You know, if you're that type of guy, you just want to see what's going to happen, go ahead and do it. But, you know, I, I think the smarter move might be to wait and see how this outing goes, because once again, you know, he might get sent back down. Yeah, I mean, right now he, he already gave up a hit. His ERA is about 514. So, I mean, if he bounces back, that's great. Maybe he'll get to earn himself one more. But I think, honestly, ultimately he's going to be sent back down. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. We'll see. Because, I mean, if he can stay up, um, if he stays up, we could probably get, get a little bit of value out of him at least. Yeah, well, and as I said, guys, you know, he didn't have like the the best track record in the minors. You know, in 2021, he had a 387 ERA. In 2019, he had a 543 ERA. So he wasn't really like a super highly touted po- prospect. He was a this year breakthrough type of guy. And I, I do think he's worth the shot. You know, he, you could definitely find, you know, a, a worse options on the waiver wire. Once again, if that, that's if he sticks with the rotation, that's the biggest deal here with Mr. Bello, right? So uh, let's move on to our next guy. This is somebody, you know, uh, I believe we talked about on the podcast. Uh, before I'm not 100%, but I believe we have, and that's uh, Drew uh, Drew Rasmussen. Uh, he's um uh Tampa Bay Rays pitcher. Uh, I like him. I picked him up in a couple of my leagues. You know, um, he's been pretty good so far in the year. He's coming back off the injury. Uh, he pitched good in his last outing uh, or from the injury. You know, uh, so on the year, uh, Mr. Drew Rasmussen has uh, five wins, three losses, 3.30 ERA. 62.2 innings, 51 strikeouts, and a 116 whip. You know, not the best numbers you ever seen, you know, not the worst numbers you ever seen, but he was pretty good last year, too, for the Rays. You know, a 244 ERA last year, 59 innings, 48 strikeouts, and a 096 whip. So I do expect him to be pretty good. You know, actually, one thing that the Rays are pretty good at is monitoring, you know, um, their pitchers and making sure that, you know, they, um, they don't go too far into games if they don't have to. He's 53% owned on Yahoo right now. So um, he's definitely worthy of a pickup if he's out there. Once again, guys, it's just getting harder and harder every week to find pitchers to pick up. And I believe um, he's probably behind Lodolo, but I would probably pick him up um, over Bello if I had the option. Yeah, I mean, he's he's somebody I had earlier in the season. Somebody we said, hey, pick him up. Um, you know, he's not really a cape for nine guy, but he definitely is somebody that's going to contribute in that category. Um. And honestly, he's going to um, at least not kill your ERA if anything help you a little bit because he definitely doesn't not somebody that gets blown up too often. Uh, what I will say is he's definitely worth an Adam actually man because I had no idea he was back until just about now. <laughs> so I'm not really thrilled. Um, but I say definitely run to it, run to Matt, number three. So what do you you who do you like better, him or Lodolo? Oof. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I personally said I think I like Lodolo a little bit more at the moment, but I think they're pretty close, though. 
Um, personally, I just like I like Lodolo just a little bit better just because yeah, yeah. he's a K guy. Yeah, exactly. So we're on the same page. We're on the same page with that. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. So with that being said, let's uh, pick our next guy here. I think we're going to do uh, David Peterson of the Mets, man. And this guy is so interesting to me, man. Uh, you know, he's doing pretty good so far this year. You know, um, he's uh, he's he you want to talk about a K per nine guy. He's a K per nine guy a little bit over. So on the year, David Peterson for the Mets is uh, five wins, one loss. 3-2-4 ERA, 58 innings, 60 strikeouts, and he's got a 1-2-0 whip. So the whip is a little bit high, but I do like the team. I like the Mets. He's going to win games on that team. As you can see, he's 5-1. and one. Um, He's good at suppressing runs. The whip might be a little bit high on, uh, you know, some days. But uh, he's he's worth an ad too right now, you know. Um, he's pitching um, pitching tonight so far. Actually, he's getting hit a hit around a little bit tonight. Uh, he's pitched two innings, three Ks, giving up two runs, got a two whip. Um, but it looks like he might get Miami next time out. So you know that might be a little bit softer of a matchup. So you know he's probably behind uh, you know Lodolo and Bello and uh, Rasmussen. But you know he's he's an option as well. He's been pretty decent on the year. So um, if you if the other guys we we talked about you know are our own, you know, uh, David Peterson of the Mets is 46% owned on Yahoo. So he might be out there if you want to throw a dart. Yeah, he's, he's a nice little guy, a nice, uh, nice stash for about a week. See what he does. I like the matchup and you know, what's the worst that happens? He gets you a couple of K's what he's known for. And then, you know, doesn't destroy your ERA. So at least it's a win-win, you know, it's about manufacturing wins and he can definitely help you do that. Yeah, yeah. So you you know you kind of want to be careful here and uh, pick your matchups if you're picking up David Peterson, but he can he can be useful in uh, short spurts. So mm-hmm. we got we got one more starter here left for you um, on our waiver wire segment, and uh, that's Tyler Wells, man. I'll be honest with you, I really wasn't too familiar with this guy, but I went up against him I think in both of my leagues last week, and he had a nice nice little start um, on July 3rd, man. It was against the Minnesota Twins. He picked up the win. Uh, as I said, he went six innings, seven strikeouts, a 150 ERA in an 067 whip man so uh tyler wells looked pretty good in the timeout before that against seattle five innings the win three k's uh 180 ra and a 02 uh oh whip so he's been really really good of late and his numbers on the year are really really good he's he remind, it reminds me of a, a kyle Hendricks type of guy because not even close to a k per nine uh 75.2 innings you know he's got seven wins on the year once again tyler wells of baltimore 50 k's so you know not even close to a k per nine as i said uh 309 era and a clean one whip so i mean you know a guy 27 years old in the prime of his life looks like he's showing out there for um baltimore and once again could be a little trade target you know, um, the Baltimore could be looking to move on from a guy like this, uh, send him over to a contender. Once again, I, uh, you know, the Dodgers just love to pick up anyone that's available. That's pretty good. You know, if the, if the team like the Dodgers get their hands on this kid, you know, uh, could be a pretty good, um, you know, guy in the second half, you know, for, um, you know, any team that winds up getting him or if even if he stays with Baltimore, once again, Tyler Wells, uh, he's only 43% owned on Yahoo, probably the low man on the totem today of, you know, waiver wire pitcher pickups. But I, I think I think he's worthy, though. I do think he's worthy. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys that's not going to destroy your ERA. He also just looks really sharp out there the last couple outings. I will say that, um, you know, he's doing his thing. The only thing he's probably not going to get is the, is the W's, but get you some K's, won't kill your ERA, help you get those innings, and it help bring down your whip. Uh, he's very, very talented. If he does get traded, there's even more upside. But you know what? He has a good matchup coming up, right? Let me take a look at that real quick because now I'm able to go through some stuff. Yeah, go ahead, my brother. 
His next matchup should be against the Angels, which is pretty decent. They haven't been hitting too much yet, so. You just got to avoid Trout and Otani there. (laughs) But, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, they've been killing everybody recently, so I I probably would roll him out um, and, you know, take the shot because he is a suppressor. If anything, what will end up happening is they'll pull him out mid-inning and then the reliever will (laughs) end up blowing up a DRA for him. Yeah, yeah, ain't that the truth. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to finish up here with a couple of closers here for you guys. You know, we always try to throw in uh, at least a few of them for you, you know, because uh, that, that situation always gets a little bit tough. Um, so this is another guy we spoke about on the podcast before, and if you hung in there and you listened to us, it's been paying off. That's Mr. Paul Seawald of the Seattle Mariners. And, man, it looks like he's got at least the last uh, four saves here or four out of the last five saves here for Seattle. Um, he Once again, he had a few, you know, her us talk about him last time we brought him up again Paul Seawold he got 11 saves for them last year at the end of the season and it looks like that he was the guy finishing off the year you know he wasn't the guy the whole year and once again it looks like they're they're leaning on him a little bit more than the other guys this year you know on the year Paul Seawold's got uh three wins two losses 264 ERA, nine saves, 30 innings, uh, 34 strikeouts, and a 071 whip. He is getting up there owned wise. He is 59% owned. I still did want to throw him out there in case, you know, he is available in your leagues. And he's a pretty good closer, guys. You know, he's uh stats are good this year, stats are pretty good last year, you know. And with Seattle, they maybe they unlocked something with him because he wasn't really too great before he came over there. But I'll tell you this, guys. Um, I definitely, if you need a closer, uh, and he's out out there he's definitely worthy worthy of the ad right now absolutely i mean you gotta look at this last two weeks he's had five saves yeah he's getting the opportunities he's actually and you know what last year funny enough if you really want to look at what he did last year in 64 innings he had 104 case he's definitely so, a k guy exactly um with 10 w's some way shape or form so that's pretty impressive from a saver uh from a relief pitcher and 11 saves so if he's getting the full-time role you're, you're going to be getting you know literally a five not all five every week but possibly a five five spit it out man a five category contributor you got it possible um you know 10, 10 wins is hard to get for most starting pitchers and he did it as a relief so it's pretty impressive I'm not going to say he's going to get 10, but he may get like, you know, a couple of here or there if they're leveraging him in those uh, positions. But I think the save, saves and Ks are definitely a nice little bump. Yeah, man. Uh, Matt and I are both in agreement here. We're both big, uh, big Paul Seawald fans. So, uh, guys, go out there and get him if he's available. So, now our last situation here is a little bit more sticky, right? So, um, you know, bear with us here on this one. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays, right? They're still trying to figure out, you know, what's going on at the back of their bullpen since they lost Kittridge and they lost, um, you know, um, uh, House of Fire and Eisen, JP, you know. Um, so the thing is, is that we're, we're not really sure what's going on here, right? But it looks like Jason Adam has got the last save. Jason Adam has got, uh, you know, really good numbers on the year for Tampa Bay. He's got a 139 ERA, a 074 whip, 32 innings, 37 Ks, you know, three saves. So I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards uh, Jason Adam. But you know what? They also have uh, Mr. Brooks Rayleigh. So um, he's also, you know, been in the mix uh, recently. Um, you know, he's got on the year, he's got 25 innings, 35 uh, strikeouts, four saves, a 2-1-3 ERA, and an 0-8-7 whip. 
So it looks like uh, he's 8% owned. So it looks like that these are the two guys that, you know, Tampa Bay is looking to throw at at the end of their games. Um, so once again, I would lean towards Jason Adam just a little bit, but don't be surprised if Brooke, Brooks Raley goes out there and gets a save. So, you know, um, Jason Adam one, Brooks Raley two. You know, if Adam's not available in your league and you need, you're desperate, desperate for a closer, all the closers are gone. You could pick up Brooks Raley. He has really great numbers on the year. It looks like they're not afraid to let him throw two innings on some nights. So I kind of see him being more of the guy, you know, the if they need someone to pitch the seventh and the eighth, they're going to go with him, uh, Raley and then uh, Adam to close things out. But once again, with uh, Tampa Bay, you really truly never know what they're going to do. So that's just uh, my thoughts there on the Tampa Bay closing situation. Oh, yeah. I think you hit it right on the head. There's really not much more you can really go from that. You kind of just know you're rolling the dice and you're rolling one of them out there. But, I mean, if you have no saves in your pocket or if you lost somebody, you know, it's t- it's time to time to gamble. What's the worst that happens? They don't get blown up and yeah. they just get you an extra K or two and lower your ERA a little bit. Yeah, and I'll say this, you know, hang on to if 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 if, if Adams gone, if Paul Seawold's gone, if every other closer is gone, right? You could pick like Matt said, pick up Brooks Raley, ride the ride the numbers until another saves guy comes along, right? So when that next guy comes along, you could just bang bang, drop Raley, pick up the next guy, right? So guys, with that being said, you know that wraps up this episode of the Fantasy MBs. Once again, don't guys don't forget about the giveaway. Once again, you know I'll see if I could flash the cards. You know I got some cool baseball cards we're giving away. Uh, Matt's got the 1990 rookies. He's got Sosa and Larry Walker. So guys, you know we we truly appreciate it. You know we're giving back, right? We're trying. And once again, if you've already done all of this stuff, if you subscribed, liked all the videos, uh, wrote a review, and done all that stuff, you're still eligible just send us the email or you could dm us on instagram or twitter whatever is the easiest for you guys once again um you know uh, all you have to do is uh once again go to apple or spotify write a review that's an entry um you know uh, subscribe on everything that's another entry and uh guys we're giving up about to 10 entries here it's uh, gonna last a month long and we appreciate you guys and uh you know showing all the love to us in our rookie year you know so we're trying to give back to you guys you know we appreciate it so um Please enter, you know, and do all this stuff, and we'll definitely uh, make sure you guys are rewarded. Um, So until next time, see you.